Well, hello, my friend. Praise the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining me for this podcast episode. I greet you in the blessed name of the Lord Jesus Christ. My name is Evangelist Frank King, and I am your host. It is such a blessing that we can connect this way and discuss life-changing truths from the Word of God. Today, I want to share some practical insights on spiritual gifts. By spiritual gifts, I mean those gifts that are imparted to us by the Holy Spirit. That one statement speaks volumes. You see, some gifts we are born with. Some gifts can be developed over time through lots of discipline and hard work. But today I'm talking about gifts that come to us by way of the Holy Spirit. Spiritual gifts is a broad and fascinating subject, way beyond the scope of a podcast episode, the length of this one. A series of such episodes would be required to do the subject justice. The points that I will share today are basic to the subject of spiritual gifts. As such, no matter how deep you want to go into this subject, the biblical truths that I will share today will apply. I will be talking to you from the 12th chapter of Paul's first letter to the church at Corinth. I will be using the NASB version. In the first verse of that chapter 12, Paul tells why he is writing the church on this subject. He says, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware. So he's saying, I'm writing to you because I don't want you to be unaware of the subject. You see, the problem with ignorance of the scriptures in any area is that you can't avail yourselves of those things that you are ignorant of. We sometimes say that knowledge is power. There's a lot of truth in that statement. Knowledge does empower us. Knowledge increases our potential. So Paul says, I would not have you to be ignorant in the area of spiritual gifts. My first point with regard to spiritual gifts is found in verse four. Here's what Paul writes. There are varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. So the Holy Spirit imparts different gifts to different believers. In fact, a few verses down, Paul names nine different and interesting gifts of the Holy Spirit. And as we look at that list, we begin to get a feel for the breadth of the works of the Holy Spirit in the Christian church. His work does not stop at the salvation experience. There are, he says, varieties of gifts, but 
They are from the same Spirit. Here is the next point, verse 5. There are varieties of ministry and the same Lord. So since this chapter is addressing gifts of the Holy Spirit, variety in ministry is a gift of the Holy Spirit. God is not using us all the same way. That's why it's important for us to pray about his purpose for our lives. I'm saying that it would be a mistake to define your ministry by how God is using someone else in that same area of ministry. Different is not necessarily wrong, and no one's style of ministry is the standard for everyone else's. There are different kinds of ministry, but God is Lord of them all. Here is the third point, verse 6. There are varieties of effects, but the same God who worked all things in all persons. So we can have the same gift, but it may operate in each of us differently. Moreover, the effect that it has on others can differ. What we're talking about here is a God of diversity. You know, we tend to put God in a box, mainly for the benefit of our theology, but God will not follow the scripts written by men. I believe that there are some people who are genuinely being used of God, but we have written them off because we don't understand the dynamics of how the Holy Spirit is working through them. Now let's talk about the objective of spiritual gifts. That's found in verse 7. It says, To each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Note that Paul refers to spiritual gifts as the manifestation of the Spirit. And he says, that has been given to each person. To each person, each believer that is. You see, when we gather in the name of the Lord, the Holy Spirit is among us. We know that because Jesus says, where two or three are gathered together in his name, he is in the midst. We can't see the Holy Spirit, but he is in our midst. But when spiritual gifts go into operation, the Holy Spirit is thereby manifesting his presence. And Paul says these manifestations are for the common good of the body. You see, through the various spiritual gifts, God can meet diverse needs of his people when they come together. So, spiritual gifts are for ministering to the body of Christ. They're not for gaining attention to ourselves. They're not to be used as a basis of showing how spiritual we are. They are for ministering to the body, nothing more, nothing less. When I come to church, I love to hear biblical and practical preaching. 
I love gospel music. But God intends for more than that to happen in corporate settings. There are certain things that only the preaching of the word can accomplish, but other things require the works of the Holy Spirit. We need, for instance, the gifts of healing in the church because some diseases and illnesses the medical community deem as incurable. I appreciate our medical doctors and all the things they do to help keep us healthy, but they have their limitations while God does not. When we come together as a body, there are times that we need someone to give a prophetic word to exhort or to comfort the body. Or we need someone who has the spiritual gift of faith that can challenge us to believe on a higher level. Remember what verse 7 says. It says that the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the common good. Listen, the preacher is not the only person God can and wants to use in a corporate setting. The Holy Spirit imparts spiritual gifts so others can be used as well. Now, there are some who argue that these spiritual gifts were only for the apostles or for the apostolic era. But this very chapter refutes that. Again, verse 7. To each one, not only the apostles, but to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Do we not still need people who have received spiritual gifts to be in our midst so that the body can benefit from those gifts? Of course we do. I said all of that to say that whenever we gather in the name of the Lord, let us not only allow the word of God, but also the spirit of God to minister to us. My friend, that is God's will. And that is the objective of spiritual gifts imparted to us by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank God for the wonder of spiritual gifts that God can use them so that ordinary men and women can be used in extraordinary ways for the common good of the body. Hallelujah. Praise God. I hope that you have been blessed by our time together as we come to a close of this episode. And I look forward to our connecting again through this podcast. Until then, this is Evangelist Frank Kane saying, may heaven's best be yours.